Health Explain listeners, this is Dr. Robin Trailer coming to you again with Dr. Will Judy. Howdy, Dr. Judy. Good afternoon. Yeah, thanks so much for being here with the audience again. Today, I thought that I would talk to you about your path in medicine. A few weeks ago, I was lucky enough to speak with Dr. Karen Rakers about why she chose medicine and her path to medical school and how she wound up at Next Level. I thought I'd ask you some similar questions. Cool. So, Dr. Judy, tell us, where are you from? I am from the Rio Grande Valley of Texas. So Rio Grande? Rio Grande Valley, the, the border... On the border of Mexico and, and Texas, just drive south, south in the very tip. Yeah. That's where I'm from. That is so cool that you call it Rio Grande. See, where I'm from in Houston, we just said Rio Grande. And then when I got to my Spanish class, I learned Grande Rio. Grande, see. Sí. Yeah. yeah, Grande. But I never called it Rio Grande, and I'm going to start doing that now. No, Thank you, Dr. G. Nobody's ever pointed that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> okay, so Dr. Judy's from Rio Grande, and so how did you wind up in Houston? In Houston? I came for medical school, 1993. Okay. So that was the reason you came to the Houston area. That yes. ne- It never dawned on me to even ask you that. Where'd you do undergrad? My first year, I went to, my freshman year, I went back home to UT Branch in the, mm-hmm. in the, in the Valley, and then I transferred up to Baylor for sophomore year until Sweet. I graduated. Okay, yeah. all right. So then you get into medical school, and in medical school, at some point, you decide you want to be a family doctor. Why did you choose family medicine? Lifestyle, really, and the variety of it. When I entered medical school, I I really wanted to be a surgeon, a general surgeon or hand surgeon. That is so funny. I wanted to be an OBGYN. Mm -hmm. I was Mm -hmm. certainly going to deliver babies all the time. That's all I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, and you get in medical school, and when you start doing your rotations, it's real life stuff. Yep. And you, you just get become more of an adult. I, I was two years younger than everyone, so so again, I was it was a big learning curve what? at that stage of my life. You yeah. were like a Doogie Howser. You were a youngin in med school. I, I outgrew it, but it <laughs> I looked like I was eighteen. And fun fact: my first year of medical school, I was twenty. And my birthday's in May, so I couldn't drink legally most of my first year of med school. Oh, my gosh, Dr. Judy, that is hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I wanted to be a surgeon. Mm -hmm. I just just love the concept of it. But then you start learning and just getting nitty-gritty deep Mm -hmm. into, like, what it's about. Mm -hmm. And to be, I learned, or figured out that to be a good good surgeon, it would take up a bunch of my life. Right. I point out, uh, this is back when I was young, like, oh, maybe I want to start a family right. or enjoy life. It would it would encroach onto that and a little bit more than I was comfortable with. Right. And that was, that was actually a pretty insightful adult yeah. decision I made. Uh, but in in the rotations, I figured out I liked OB-GYN. Okay. I was good at delivering babies. Yeah. I liked pediatrics. I liked cardiology. I liked a lot of different things. Right. And I liked the variety of primary care and... From there, I just decided it's internal medicine or family medicine and, and did a couple extra rotations and right. one thing led to another and family medicine was, was right. the choice. Yeah, so family medicine is where it's at, man. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it has a way of sneaking into your heart and making you want to be a part of that particular area of medicine. Similar story for me. I just knew I was going to be an OBGYN. Mm-hmm. There was a very prominent 
actor in the 80s who portrayed an OBGYN on TV. And I thought, man, that that looks really cool. And I have an uncle who's an OBGYN. And I went and spent time with him. And he really was the reason I thought that maybe I could go to medical school. He, you know, encouraged me a lot. Uh, But I'll tell you what, my uncle set me straight. And he was like, look, you know, it's, it's more than what you see. Mm -hmm. You know, number one, it's expensive to be an OBGYN. There's a lot of, you know, malpractice insurance involved. And there's a lot of late nights and early mornings and days that run into other days. And he told me when I was in medical school, finally, he, he was the one who actually said, you ought to consider family medicine. He said, family doctors are the gatekeepers and they get to care for all patients of all ages. And he said that if he had to do it over again, he would have chosen family medicine. And I thought, well, that's interesting. I didn't think I could ever take care of kids, you know, yeah. uh, but some kind of way when I was on my peds rotation, I thought I can't practice medicine without caring for children. It just, it happened and a switch flipped. And here I am, you know, in family uh, medicine at next level. So let's, I don't, I don't want to jump ahead too much. So you're in medical school, you decide you want to be a family doctor, and then you do residency where, did you stay in Houston for residency? I did. Yeah. Southwest Memorial Hospital. Okay. I did a residency. That's where I met Dr. Julia Breeze. Oh my yeah, goodness! She was, uh, this, uh, when I got in my first year, she was a third year. Then. Oh wow! So yeah. y'all go way back before next level. Yeah, way before next level. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. So I am imagining that there was a significant amount of time between residency and next level. For people who are listening and don't know, next level was founded and really opened its flagship clinic in July of 2013. And so Dr. Breeze had a career before that. I'm assuming you had a flourishing career before that. What did you do before Next Level? So I graduated from residency in the year 2000 and became a real family doctor. Mm-hmm. Then, So I joined a big practice mm-hmm. uh, right out of residency. And I moved, uh, moved from that practice. I tried solo practice for a year or two and then joined another practice. Mm-hmm. And that that's a summary of those thir- right. from 2000 to 2013. And in, and I was doing, it was doing fine. Yeah. I was doing well, yeah, yeah. Life was good. And I remember in 2012, 13, I was, I was moonlighting. I was doing other jobs for extra money like at yeah. ERs and I was doing just doing it once in a while but when Juliet Breeze opened up Next Level Urgent Care she tracked me down and <laughs> she asked hey uh, you could moonlight here if, if, uh, if yeah. you want yeah. like, it was right across the street yeah well that's convenient was, it was yeah. convenient so I was like oh yeah yeah of course I'll yeah let me see me so I, I had it in the rotation and then a few months after that, probably by design, uh, she said, well, you know what? We can offer you this to work full time. And so I did the math. And yeah, instead of doing primary care plus moonlighting, right. uh, it would uh, it would be kind of more efficient use of my time. Right. Plus, after doing it a few months, I kind of realized this is really cool. This yes. is, it's a good mix. It's, it, it hangs out in the area between ER and primary care. Right. And 
procedures and still doing some primary care stuff and it yeah it's, it it was it was almost a no brainer okay that's really cool i was lucky enough to do a little bit of urgent care moonlighting when i was in residency up in wichita kansas and i loved urgent care but honestly there wasn't any area of family medicine that i did not enjoy so i thought well i could you know do anything and before i came here i functioned as a primary care doctor I was a hospitalist for a couple of months. I was in the emergency rooms for sure. You know, that last year of my residency and my first year out of residency, I was almost exclusively ER. But urgent care felt right for me in the end because it was shift work. You know, I mean, I think being a primary care doctor requires a lot, especially the way our healthcare system is set up now. Even primary care doctors don't get all of their charting done during the day. They're trying to get as many patients into the clinic and help as many people as possible during normal business hours. And then they're charting in the evening. There's prior authorizations and referrals mm-hmm. and all kinds of things. And then there's late night phone calls of you know sick patients or something going on. And I, too, did that for some years, and and I loved it, but I found that I wanted a different kind of lifestyle. And so I got a call from someone you may know. Uh, His name is Rafiq Sanford. Uh, He was one of the first marketing directors here at Next Level. He's like, Doc, what are you doing? Uh, Come to Next Level. Come meet Dr. Breeze. And that's, that's how I wound up here. And so... For me at next level, I'm next year, early next year will be my ninth year at next level. How long have you been with next level now? Well, I started part-time in July of 2013 when they first opened. Wow. Full-time in January 2014. You're like employee number one, Dr. Judy. Oh my gosh. Officially, I think there were two or three others that officially (laughs) started this shift before. That's fine. (laughs) I still consider myself uh, original. Yeah, I was, I was way back in. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So you are now working on your 10th year. As Next Level grows, your your number is the same as Next Level. So I'm imagining that you have seen a lot of change at Next Level since the very beginning. Can you talk about what your Next Level experience has been? What's it like working at Next Level? Well, first of all, I just think Juliet Breeze is a rock star. I mean, she's for she's, sure. She's, it, it boggles my mind. I just I, I, I kind of know what the training she went through, and then to have the mind to do this business. Yeah, thing. incredible. And again, it's just it's outside of my wheelhouse. So that's there's a hundred percent about that because I just don't know what goes into it. But I know whatever I see, there's like ten times more to it in the background. So so kudos to her. Yeah, but yeah, I've seen a a bunch of changes. I've just I've been in the trenches pretty much the whole yeah. time, just doing various things. So wherever the my whole mindset is, whatever they need me to do to make this work, uh, I'm I'm available to do it. So I was in the trenches helping get things started, uh, busy and just kind of hopping from clinic to clinic. And work comp started to become a thing, so right. they asked me to do some work comp yeah. stuff, which is which is fine, and I was glad to help. And I actually embraced it. I became good at it. Very good at it. And and so I did that to help it. Then fast forward and medical research department opened up. I was kind of looking for a change as well. Yeah. uh, During the the COVID times. 
and it was perfect a perfect uh fit uh for me and uh, seemed like for the company as well well you were one of our first principal investigators at next level and i believe one of the first studies we gave you was a lily study wasn't it i think it might have been a monoclonal antibody infusion for covid at the time do you remember what that one was about i mean i was we i, I helped get the the regeneron oh um, regeneron yeah. okay and then the paxlovid those are the two uh medications i was helping out with okay when i first kind of became full-time in the in the medical research okay sweet goodness next novel has done so many we had the regeneron map we had the eli lily blaze and then we got into the pfizer study mm-hmm. for the the oral pills mm-hmm. and we really were kind of on the front lines in covid trying to help research institutions figure out a way to beat covid and so in the very early days when there weren't options for COVID therapy, you were able to offer patients something, uh, some kind of infusion medicine to help lower their risk of uh, morbidity and mortality. So I think that's pretty cool, Dr. Judy. Have you done any other interesting studies you know, at Next Level or outside of Next Level? Not outside of next level. I had helped here and th- here and there during my primary care days right. with, uh, with yeah. research, but nothing sub- some substantive. Here at next level, like currently we have a really cool Alzheimer's uh, uh, study that helps with preventing it. We have other ones we just got are coming down the the, the pipe. Which yeah, there's one that kind of follows. Uh, call them primary outcomes so we want to see if this medicine helps to prevent nasty stuff from happening to people with risk factors like pre-diabetes okay okay heart attacks strokes yeah right the big ones Mm -hmm. okay sweet well dr judy so in this few minutes i have learned that you are from rio grande valley and that you did undergrad down there and then also finished up at Baylor Medical School in Houston, chose to be a family doctor. You've been in primary care, but you decided to make your professional home next level and that you have done all the things that a next level doctor can do, including being in the trenches in urgent care and work comp and research. And what about primary care, Dr. Judy? Have you just given up being a primary care doctor? Or do you think patients might be able to see you as a primary care doctor at any point in the future? Oh, wow. That's a great question. I guess they could. I don't, I don't foresee it. But if you, if I, if some, if you just plop me down in the middle of any United States and said, okay, you're going to be a primary care doctor here, and that's your fate. I would be just fine. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't, I cannot guarantee I'm, I'll be a, a, ever be a primary care doctor again, but I'm absolutely not against it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with what I'm doing. I like the fact that I'm kind of moving around. Uh, right. I like the variety. There's a lot of variety in what yeah. you do. I like variety is good. Change is good in life, and I embrace it. Now, Again, I'm doing this. This is a this is a I'm, this is a great job. And as far as medical research within the next level, but again, I'm 
I, I, I don't want it to change. I really don't. But if it had to, and I just had to be, a, I, I'm doing air quotes, had to be, had to be a primary care doctor uh, anywhere, I would be. So if fine. I twisted your arm, you might do it. But everybody on Health Explained just heard you say that you're actually loving research and you like what you get to do in research. And I think that any patient who visits the clinical research department at Next Level would be very, very lucky to have you as their principal investigator. Well, I am very happy with what I'm doing now. Pretty much the only person that can convince me to go to primary care would be you. Yeah, if you, if you really wanted me to do primary I care, can I can be very convincing, Dr. Judy. <laughs> You're awesome. Yeah, I try to be. Uh, well, thank you so much for talking to us again. We will be sure to catch up with you in the future. I'll be here. Thanks, Robin. Thank you.